Welcome to the Lord of Love podcast, where we believe that self-healing is a spiritual journey and your success on that path is inevitable. I'm an expert self-healing guide, a mentor for women who are on their life transformation journeys. I'm also a success coach and a deep advocate of plant medicine, which I talk about a lot on the show. But the Lord of Love podcast isn't about me. It's about helping you move one step closer to your dream life and creating the reality you deserve. Whether you are healing chronic illness, childhood trauma, financial blocks, or you just want to love yourself more in this lifetime, you're in the right place. Join me every week as we talk about spiritual principles, conscious life creation, and success strategies to expand your mind, heal your heart, and bring you back home to yourself. Okay, here we go. Get ready, get ready, my gorgeous family. Do we have, holy shit, do we, do we have a real, raw, honest, transparent conversation about to unfold? I think, I know, we totally do. Wow. Holy cow. You know, I've been in this season, I'm just going to share really quick, um, I've been really focused on getting my podcast production to a place where things are kind of you know recorded in advance and everything's really organized but I had this feeling that when I came back from Costa Rica I would want to do a real raw right to the point deep dive (laughs) in real time and I didn't want to have to record something that you'd have to wait a long time to get so this episode is literally being recorded the day before it releases I'm back from Costa Rica (sighs) hello hello welcome to the Lauren of Love podcast if you are here you are somebody who's dedicated to growing herself maybe you're on a spiritual development path Maybe you're healing your relationship with your trauma, your past, your body, your bank account, your family. Oh my God, talk about that one. (laughs) We'll save that for another episode. But yeah, this is the place where we are really dedicated to having these conversations about the self-healing journey. And if you know, I've been on this path now since 2012 after a really deep spiritual awakening And then recently, uh, in 2018, I went through another dark night of the soul initiation through a deep study of chronic illness and and healing burnout and exhaustion and unworthiness from my body, which I realized was all the unintegrated sexual trauma I'd been through in my life. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of my path that I feel like resonates with our audience, and that's why every once in a while... I do these episodes where I literally drop in and share with you guys um, my lessons, my healing journey, because I am still growing through it just like you, you know? About three years ago, I founded the Heal Method, which has been, oh my God, it's been a, a light in my life. It has really allowed me to 
transform at a rapid pace. We've had about 200 students go through the HEAL program since it has been in digital form in the online space. And this program, uh, congratulations to everybody who's now getting ready to come in because we're opening doors. We're opening doors. The HEAL program is about to go through its open cart process. And right now we are taking discovery calls. So if you're listening to this episode in the month of June or July, this is healing season. So we're kind of in like, I don't know, the perfect place, I would say. We are in the perfect place to show up and have this dialogue around self-healing. And I want to remind you guys that wherever you are on this path, you know, healing yourself, improving your life, taking better care of yourself, feeling good about yourself, loving yourself, wherever you are on that timeline, um, your life may be manifesting certain situations or circumstances that make it feel really, really hard to do those things. Okay, like I, I just want to acknowledge that because we think that healing is a lot about like, oh, let me reflect on my past and let me just you know, really think about what I've been through in my life and let me go do the shadow work from my trauma six years ago. But like healing happens in real time. And so when you are going through those processes of reflecting and illuminating some things that are maybe not present uh, because they happened a while ago, they're still present because they're playing out and affecting things. So like you know, your sexual trauma from six years ago may affect you being able to use your voice, right? The things that you went through with your father may affect how you show up in your marriage. The things that you saw growing up in your reality as a kid may affect how you see your bank account. And your life is going to manifest these certain situations or circumstances that bring up the unintegrated trauma, right? And and it's our job to be like, okay, what is manifesting in my 3D reality? What does this actually represent that is similar to my childhood? And can I actually heal that so that I collapse these timelines so I don't replay these patterns? And that to me is, is the whole premise of healing. So if you're looking to remove the how, right? And you don't want to go through this process anymore of like, how do I heal myself? And I know what I've been through, but how do I let it go? Um, I'm going to say the HEAL program is the how. It's the how that you've been looking for. And what's cool about this program, not to spend the whole time, you know, telling you guys how great it is, but really I could. (laughs) I really could. Um, What's great about this work is that the the how of healing is is the process of the heal method it's 12 weeks and when you're healing a lot of people kind of have this issue of like well i just i have so many different things i want to heal what's really cool is that when you start to work through this process all these different areas of your life your your finances your purpose your friendship dynamics your relationship dynamics your body image your relationship with food all these things start to change at once. And so sometimes people go through this very like, let me, it's like a a boxed perspective or like a narrow-minded perspective of healing where they're like, oh, I need to work on my money. Let me go invest in a money manifestation program or I need to take better care of my body. Let me invest in a nutrition coach. And I'm not here to discredit any of those paths because I think they are really important. 
but I also think that what you're experiencing in those areas of your life are actually symptoms of what needs to be healed within you. And so you can address the symptoms or you can go do the deep inner work. So yeah, I've been doing this now for eight years in the online space and it has just been absolutely amazing when we birthed the HEAL program to see all these transformations from women, like women who had no alignment with their purpose are suddenly making $50,000 a month, women who had huge issues with chronic illness now have healed bodies, women who were even alcohol addicts, right, suicide uh, history, um, women with fibromyalgia, like just so many different things that people present and walk this path through. It's been it's been really amazing. So if you're curious, laurenoflove.com slash heal. Um, we also have in our DIY shop right now a really beautiful bundle of do-it-yourself courses around healing that is on sale for this month only. So these are kind of the last days to go grab. Um, but yeah, laurenoflove.com. You can go check out the group programs. You can go check out the shop, see all of the things that are available right there on the website so heal doors are opening in july we're gonna do a free five-day challenge like always so stick around and uh yeah we'll talk soon but i'm gonna i'm gonna just jump right into it (laughs) i know i've been talking to you guys for a while here eight minutes in in today's episode i am sharing my return lessons from costa rica i just got back from my ayahuasca retreat i went to the very um, exact place where it all started for me. I went to Rhythmia. That was my very first time experiencing ayahuasca about four and a half years ago. And so now I'm back and I have a lot to say and a lot to share. So I'm really excited to offer this to all of you. And I hope that these lessons, you know, I hope you really recognize that when I'm sharing the, the resonance of it with you, you know, I feel like this isn't about me processing my stuff. This is actually about like, here are some things that have been moving through my life. How does this relate to you? I hope it does. I hope you find inspiration. And thank you for being here. If you have also just one thing, if you have some time, um, it would be really great if you could take a moment, whether you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, uh, to leave a review and, and to just share your love for this show. Because When you do that, it allows us to be seen by more women and more women need these stories. So yeah, let's do it. Thank you guys for being here. I love you so much. Enjoy this episode and I'll see you soon. Really quick, I want to let you guys know of something special that's happening in these summer months inside of the Lauren of Love brand. We are about to open doors for my signature group program called HEAL. This is a life transformation journey specifically designed to walk women through the healing method that has transformed my life and hundreds of women's lives who have joined this program. Inside of the HEAL journey, you receive a step-by-step process of self-healing complete with journal workbooks, audio meditation activations, trainings, and live group coaching calls. Now, the best part about this is that right now we are about to gear up to open the doors for our discovery calls. So I want you to just stick around, have a visit, laurenoflove.com heal. If you put your name on the wait list, you will receive an exclusive invitation to book a discovery call with me. 
This will help you identify if Heal is a right fit for you. And I look forward to getting to know you more deeply on that call. So again, to check out the details, to see the testimonials, course breakdown, and all of the magic, go to laurenoflove.com slash heal. By putting your name on that wait list, you will get an invitation to book an amazing discovery call. I can't wait to get to know you and see you there. All right, ladies and gents, I got my cacao here. My husband, actually, funny story, he bought a, um, he, he bought a bow, like he's learning how to like shoot his bow, so he's going to probably be walking in and out of the house, so if you just hear Dars slamming or, you know, dogs going crazy, just, yeah, just chalk it up to being human. I, I feel like, you know, there's like so many podcasts out there that are so professional with all these like bells and whistles and fancy podcast studios and I just I don't know like I I just want it to be real like let's just make it real and raw and messy and that's what we're diving into today I'm gonna be real and raw and messy with you guys and share my beautiful lessons from Costa Rica I hope that this really inspires you I hope that what I have to share really resonates I'm gonna sip some cacao and we're gonna drop in oh mmm Another thing I wanted to share, this is really cool. So I, when I do my private one-on-one retreats out here, my medicine work, um, I, there, there's a part of the ceremony where we're working with cacao, right? And something I started to do when making cacao is to add um, rose petals and sage to the water that I use in the cacao. So I've been doing that and today I was like, you know what, I feel like I'm going to use like some of the herbs that we've recommended for um, the Soul Portal experience. So let me just pause here to explain this. (laughs) I'm like getting into so many different directions with you guys today. So basically in our Soul Portal experience, this membership that we have, every single astrological shift, we give you herbal suggestions to support your journey and and the season of cancer which is what we're in it's all about emotions right and the movement of the waters and so um because of that because of that energy i wanted to support my emotional state and i called upon um, some of the herbs that we were using and i blended them into my water like i brewed that as a tea and then i strained it and then i added it to my cacao So if you are somebody who's been working with cacao or your inner soul portal experience container, that membership, um, I highly suggest it's like, oh my God, it's so good. I added peppermint today and it is, tastes like a thin mint, like so good. Um, Okay, so let's dive in. Let's have our conversation. Mm. Little background that you need to know if you're listening for this episode. First of all, I just got back from Costa Rica. Okay, that's point number one you need to know. We're talking about the lessons of what I experienced on that trip. And if you don't know why I was in Costa Rica or what I was doing, I'll give you some background too. Um, I have been sitting with ayahuasca as a really deep plant medicine healer for myself for the last four and a half years. And um, 
I've sat many, many times, but my journey with this medicine started in Costa Rica at a center called Rhythmia. That was where I went my very first time. And so this particular trip, I had the opportunity to go back to Rhythmia after all of this time and have that full circle moment of, you know, now that I've been on this path for this long, coming back into, you know, the same place where it all started it was really cool. It felt like this big cycle completion. And what's really crazy, I didn't even realize this, but when I looked at the calendar, literally to the date, like to the date of the year that I I made the decision to sit with ayahuasca the very same week that I was just there years ago. So it's crazy. It's like, Oh my God, like talk about universal signs. And and that's something that can really happen when you start healing and you do this spiritually focused self-healing work, whether that's with plant medicine or the HEAL program or any other type of spiritual healing practice or process, you'll notice that the synchronicities of what comes through is just so strong. So that was a really cool thing and it was so weird because when I got there, I was in the same room that I was in when I first went there and the girl who took me to my room started her time working at Rhythmia the very same week and year that I was first there. So it was just, it was just really cool. Like the synchronicities of all of it was just absolutely amazing. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you guys some of the you know, story of like what happened and why I went back and what was moving through and what my intentions were. I'll talk about what I experienced at uh, during my time there. And I'm also going to share um, the deep, deep lessons of healing that have been presenting themselves to me in this season of my life. And I'm going to share with you guys what I learned and hopefully these lessons can really help you and inspire you in your life. So let's dive in. Mm. Okay, so when you make a decision to do some type of healing immersion, right? I, I want to explain this too. Let's let's pause here. <laughs> let's take a minute. More more dissection, more explanation. Healing, we think about healing as like this lifelong process, right? We are like, oh, I'm always healing. I'm always growing myself. Ba ba ba. Um, But a lot of people are doing this wrong because, not wrong in the sense that like there's a right and wrong way to do this, but just that, you know, having um, that kind of open forever container of healing can create a lot of exhaustion and it can always feel like you're doing all this work all the time and it's just never ending. I believe and I teach inside of the HEAL program that healing actually happens in two parts. So it is a HEAL immersion and a HEAL integration. And you are on your journey of healing, always doing those two things simultaneously in your life. So maybe you just had a really deep heal immersion with your husband where you just took this vacation and everything was just really like powerful. Maybe you got into a fight or you had this big like awakening or you just had this big deep moment together and or maybe it was a beautiful ceremony retreat and now you go home and you have to integrate all these lessons, right? Maybe for you, it's like you you went through the deepest initiation of a family barbecue and now you're home and you're integrating those experiences. So we're constantly 
in this process of heal immersion and heal integration. And we, we're we moving through multiple layers of our life all the time. And so these things are kind of moving as pieces in multiple areas of our life, right? And it can be really overwhelming if you're feeling like you don't know how to maybe identify that or or close those containers or, you know, allow yourself to be in those processes. But um, yeah, healing immersions, right? When you make a decision to go to a heal immersion, maybe that's like I'm making a decision to go to a yoga retreat or for me, I'm making a decision to go back to Rhythmia and sit with ayahuasca and do my deep work. When you do that, once you make that decision, things in your life start to move in very unique, interesting ways. So I say this to people who come into the HEAL program or they sign up for a one-on-one retreat with me, that when you're making that choice, be mindful of what starts to move through your life. And oftentimes that process can be extremely illuminating where all of the sudden you're being faced with these very confronting awarenesses of like, oh my God, I have really bad communication in my marriage or holy shit, I don't take care of myself or oh my God, my relationship with my mother is so toxic, right? Like this can be really hard when you're going through the preparation for an immersion and all these things are coming up. And I always invite people to remind themselves that this is actually like one of the most important parts of the process because it's the season of learning to surrender, the study of allowing, um, being able to see what is of the shadow and to be really um, gentle with yourself. You know, when I went to Peru back in November for my dieta, which was a, um, a dieta is like a long study of um, ayahuasca and a plant master teacher and you're working maybe for two weeks to three weeks to a month to three months and you're doing that with no technology and no electricity and so um, when I was preparing to do that I noticed that right before that experience um, I was having the hardest time like I was stressed with work I had so much work responsibility I was feeling really overwhelmed. I was eating poorly. I had old patterns that were starting to come up that had been gone for a really long time that I was like just really judging and feeling really overwhelmed. And and what I realized, you know, in my path is that the ego fights really hard before it's about to die. And and that's that's what has happened for me uh, many times. If I look back on my very first ayahuasca experience, All of my quote-unquote wounds and shadows um, that manifested as chronic illness and dysfunction in my work environment and um, poor communication and emotional disconnect in my marriage, like all those things were happening the very first time I made the decision to sit with ayahuasca. So this has been a pattern for me of like, preparing for immersions and having life get so overwhelming and I will say that this experience leading up to Costa Rica I did experience those similar patterns but this time I was like okay I see it (laughs) you know like I got to like be playful about it and be like okay I 
can't, I don't really hold myself very well here. And it got me really reflecting because my very first time sitting with ayahuasca before I went into that journey, um, my my relationship with my business was just at an all-time stress level high. Like I wanted to burn everything down. I had really toxic work environment. I had people on my team that like were just were just really not in alignment, you know, and just poor communication and um, it was really, really hard. So this time I have an amazing team and communication solid and I love everybody and we're doing such good work and my work is in alignment, but my work pressure was a lot. Like I had a lot to produce. I had a lot to deliver. I was so stressed out and right before I went to Costa Rica, I, I took this kayaking day with my husband. He was like, you need a break. You're, you're working your ass off. You need a break. And I'm, I'm on this beautiful body of water and I am very connected to the blue heron. I love the blue heron and I saw the blue heron. It's I actually have a feather from the blue heron that's on my altar, my center altar in my home. And so I saw the blue heron on the water and I was like, I'm going to follow this, this heron. And I just followed the heron around and was just looking for where it was going next. And somehow it took me to the middle of the water and I was like, why am I here? I don't understand. Like, there's nothing to see. I'm just floating around. Usually I'm on the coastline, but I'm, I'm here. And then all of a sudden this bald eagle dove right into the water in front of me to grab a fish. So close. And I watched this whole process of how it was hunting for its fish and then all these birds around it were just trying to grab its fish from it and and it went to this tree and then all the crows were around it just trying to grab the fish and I started to cry. I was like so moved by this moment of how this strong eagle bird is not deterred by the distractions around him. He is like hunting and getting what he wants and he's unaffected by the noise he's unaffected by all these birds that are just trying to grab at him and I I just was crying because I had this moment of feeling so deeply present and I hadn't felt present in so long because I was working so hard you know that was the first lesson that really came through for me that you know along this this journey of healing and also being a facilitator there's there's so much responsibility and pressure to make things happen and to get things done and to achieve and be productive and in this season of my life I'm learning more and more that actually the medicine that's really needed is presence it's not accomplishment it's not productivity it's not achievement it is being present like that that medicine is so strong and and we often in this culture in this society we do not know how to do that very well because we are distracted we are so distracted there are tvs going off every which way cell phone towers on every corner advertisements at the gas station billboards when you drive there's constant media trying to distract us from actually being able to be present and, and what's true for a lot of people is that presence is also really hard because we don't love ourselves and we don't like ourselves and we don't really enjoy spending time with ourselves. So we 
you know, grasp for other relationships and more distractions and food for comfort and cigarettes and alcohol and all these things. And so, yeah, it became very apparent to me before I even got to Costa Rica through these signs that, you know, my life of pressure and force and achievement is kind of (laughs) over. Like, I'm over it. It's now time to be present. And it really got me looking before I went on my trip. It got me looking at these patterns of my own shadow of extremes and how I am somebody who puts or has put so much pressure on herself to do things, to be things, to achieve things. And and I've noticed this in my medicine work especially where like if I'm facilitating something, whether it's like uh, an in-person one-to-one or a group retreat, when I come back from that, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. But it's not a tired in a sense where it's like aligned tired. It's like I'm broken. Like I'm literally defeated. And every experience is incredible. Every one-to-one, every group retreat, people get so much out of it. But what happens for me is that leading up to those experiences, I put so much pressure on myself to be some sort of thing for other people that by the time it's over, I'm like needing to just take a really long rest. And I almost like, when I look at it, it's like, why am I, I putting, why am I putting so much pressure on myself? Where does that come from? Right? And it comes from this narrative of like being something for other people, needing to be something for somebody else. I can't be myself. If I'm having a bad day, I can't have a bad day. I got to hold it together. I got to be this. I got to be that for, for everyone. And, and we are taught this. We're taught this in our life. Like I have vivid memories of like not feeling well or being sad about something or having an emotionally off day and then needing to put myself together to hold it all to deliver something, whether it was being all smiles at my grandma's as a kid or um, being uh, professional at work when something was moving through my life or you know, even in high school, right? Needing to hold it all together to, to walk into a classroom if something was moving through. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think healing really layer by layer is about taking off these masks of like needing to be something for others all the time and just being able to say, I'm just going to be myself. You know, and I'm really good at that. Like, I'm really good at being my authentic self all the time. But what I'm not good at is um, (laughs) not putting a lot of pressure on myself to do a good job at that, you know, to, to do a good job. Like, what does that even mean? You know, why, where does that come from? That storyline of like, I need to do a good job. It has to be done right. If I don't do it right, I failed. I got to make sure I hold it all together. I got to make sure I'm this, 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 and this for this person. I got to make sure I show up and put on this face and blah, blah, blah. Why? Why? You know, we're really, I, I had this kind of breakthrough I shared in Costa Rica after one of our ceremonies 
you know, the big cosmic joke is that we make things so complicated when really actually the solution is unconditional love. That's it. That's it. It's unconditional love. So by the time I got to Costa Rica, I was tired. (laughs) Man, was I tired. I had been working grueling hours of preparation because I was taking a week and a half off and I knew that and I wanted to make sure that certain things were done because in the past I would come back from a retreat and have a lot to do so I wanted to get everything done but I saw the patterns, the pressure, the force, the burnout, here it was again, all these old things, here they are again and I didn't This is the thing, like I didn't give it meaning where I think most of you maybe can relate to this where like an old pattern comes up and you're like, shit, why is this still here? Man, I should be healed by now. Like I didn't do that. I was just like, okay, here it is again. All right, something new to learn. Some new layer of this study that I have not discovered. Here it is. I'm excited. And my body was going through it. I was exhausted. I was fatigued, all these things. So I got to Costa Rica And I realized my number one job is to rest. Now, the thing about Rhythmia that I want to explain for those of you who don't know, you can actually go to my show notes, just a side note. Um, You can go to my show notes or you can go to laurenoflove.com slash podcast to explore um, the episodes previously where I talk about ayahuasca, like my first time at Rhythmia. And the thing about Rhythmia that's really great is that they have classes throughout the day where you can you get educated on what ayahuasca is, what it does, what we're here to heal, the history of ayahuasca, the history of the founder. Like they do a really good job of creating a good educational curriculum for people when they come. That I'm just going to say tripped me up when I got there because I had all these things I was like okay I'm gonna rest I'm gonna restore I'm gonna take care of myself but then you get there and they go okay here are all the mandatory classes (laughs) and there's like there's like no space in the day like I mean there is but like for me I needed a lot of rest so I'm in the car and I'm, I'm driving from the airport. They pick you up and, I'm, you know, the guy says, okay, all these classes in your calendar, here's your book. All the ones in orange are the ones that are mandatory. Okay. And I could feel my nervous system. I could feel my nervous system go, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Because I really had this very strong intention to heal my relationship with push and force and actually just restore right? And so here was my nervous system triggered by this thing. And then we get there and we're at the lobby and the man is giving me a little orientation. He says, okay, and here's your book. All these orange classes are mandatory. So now they've said it twice. And so now I'm like, oh my God, my heart is racing. I'm feeling like I need to run. I'm feeling like I don't feel safe. Because I don't want to be forced to do things that I really actually intuitively in my body don't need right now. And it's it's funny because this is such a small example, but it really shows you in your in your life when when somebody is trying to ask you to do something that you don't want to do and you feel a sense of obligation, 
what that does to the nervous system. It's like there's like a a, a nervous wiring that's like kind of going off where it's like whose priorities are more important here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's and that was happening. It was like a um a oh my god, what would you call it where it's like there's like a glitch in the system, right? Like that was really what was happening. It was like I was my nervous system was experiencing this glitch where I'm like I'm being told I have to do these things. I actually don't want to do these things. Now my nervous system is reacting because I'm trying to grapple with this and identify whose priorities are more important. And I started to think about that of like how does that show up in my life? You know, where am I in situations where I am putting other people's priorities ahead of my own and my nervous system is suffering because of it. This is a huge lesson that's coming up because I don't know how to say no. I say yes to everything. I'm a projector by human design and one of the things I love is receiving invitations. One of the things I hate is that I always say yes to them even when I know that it's too much for my schedule. And that is something that I'm really trying to come into right relationship with in this season of my life. It's like you can be an achiever and you can be a goal getter and you can love to, you know, I'm a Capricorn, I'm a goat. I love to climb and achieve and get to the next thing. I can still have those qualities, but I also have to be mindful of my capacity. And that's not a limitation. What actually is a limitation is when I'm not mindful of my own capacity and I add too much to my list. So before I got to Rhythmia, this was something I was processing with my mentor of like, where in my calendar am I not saying no when I need to be? And what do I have to change to allow for more rest in my life? To be gentle with myself. What can I say no to? And that's that's the thing, like if you've come from a history in your life of like uh, sexual trauma or if you've come from a childhood where your needs were not met, you are, or your emotional needs were not met, you're often in this place where like you actually replay that pattern of saying yes to things that you want to say no to, right? And and people pleasing and all of these things. So, so this is what's presenting itself because my intention for Rhythmia was to come into a more embodied, relaxed, peaceful grounded relationship with my body and my nervous system and so here it is in physical form showing me what I need to heal that's preventing me from being in that peace and relaxation and groundedness it is the dynamic of overgiving, pushing myself and not saying no so here it was this dude giving me this mandatory schedule <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, every single ayahuasca ceremony is mandatory. I don't know if I want to sit all four nights. Like all these classes are mandatory. I want to rest and sleep in a hammock. Fuck. You know, like I was just feeling so angry by all of these things. And then, you know, that anger that was really present, it was actually not about what this man was triggering for me. Like it wasn't about this specific conversation. It was about the anger that I felt within myself of all the years of neglecting my own personal needs. And that was manifesting and presenting. And so this was a huge breakthrough the minute I arrived. 
I also found myself in this process um, very uh, triggered by, and this is just kind of like a side note, triggered by other people's relationships with the medicine. Um, There were a lot of people there who were using language like, oh, we're getting high and oh, um, you know, I feel drunk in the medicine or, you know, uh, I took this drug and like I hated I was very triggered by that energy because it felt like a real disrespect to the medicine. And I I realized that this was also just mirroring to me, you know, how disrespectful I can be in talking to my own self and using language that is more derogatory or lower vibration or more negative in how I treat myself. So seeing that and like, whoa, you're not paying reverence to this medicine. You're not being respectful to this medicine. You're not being, you know, devotional or like, you know, prayerful around this work. You're treating it like drugs and alcohol and, you know, just having this kind of lower frequency. Um, Yeah, I had to have a lot of compassion for that. And that was really interesting to see that. So that's just a side note of like, what I saw other people doing in their relationship with the medicine was mirroring to me how I felt about myself of like, I need to be more loving. I need to be more compassionate. I need to talk to myself with more gentleness and kindness always. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about this, the ceremonies. This is so interesting. Um, I started to sink into my restoration I started to sink into peace and I started to practice my guitar and read by the pool. I was saying no to the classes and felt it was really hard, dude. I felt so much guilt, but I I kept pushing through that. I was like, okay, I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling agitated. I'm feeling doubtful or like I'm going to get in trouble. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to let this happen. I'm going to ride this wave. And um, so I did. And... On the second night of ceremony, this very interesting thing happened that I'm really excited to share with you. So I shared a little bit about this in one of my Instagram posts on Lauren of Love. And I'll share here one of my things because I'm now in a really deep study with ayahuasca is to be really intentional and mindful about the healers that I actually sit with. And I think this is really important because when you start to grow and and go into like these deeper levels of medicine work, um, your standards for, not, not standards, maybe that's not the right word, but just identifying what you need to feel safe is very important. And in the beginning, you might not know right? I didn't really know what I was looking for. Um, It's why I designed that plant medicine DIY course that I have on laurenoflove.com because I want people to know what what questions to ask and how to make safe choices and how to know that you're in a good safe space because when you're sitting with medicine, you're opening up your psyche to whoever's holding that space. And so I, unlike everybody else in the room, I have a very deep study of ayahuasca. I've sat maybe 40 or 50 times. So I want to go up and meet the facilitator. And the first night I did, it was really good. And I had a beautiful journey. It was very restorative, 
very mother-like, very nurturing. It was everything I needed. The second night I went up to the facilitator to introduce myself and I said, hi, my name is Lauren. I, um, you know, I sit pretty regularly in, and I, I just wanted to introduce myself to feel your energy, to make sure that I feel safe with you, look you in the eyes, you know, all those things. And he was great. He was like, yeah, sure, of course. And then I asked him, how long have you been doing this? And that question triggered him and his response, he took this deep breath and he looked at me. He said, we can talk about that after ceremony because I don't do interviews before. Okay. And it was that energy of like aggression and trigger and my nervous system freaking lost it. Like here I am trying to cultivate safe space with a man. I have also openly expressed in this dialogue that I, I've i had unsafe experiences with men in ceremony container so that this is important to me. So you know my background and now here you are responding in this very egoic, aggressive way. My nervous system feels really rattled and I could feel it. It was this heart racing, gut feeling, sweating. I felt shame. I felt confusion. I felt hurt. I felt sad I felt scared I felt all these things and I said you know I'm not asking you to interview you I'm asking you because it would be helpful for me to feel safe and he says I've been doing this for more than a decade and I said okay that's all I need to know thank you and I went back to my mat and I was like this doesn't feel right like this does not feel right this man who I asked a very reasonable question to got very tripped up in his ego and that's okay we're all human I can appreciate that and have compassion for that but I don't want to sit in a ceremony space with somebody who is going to react that way so quickly to me I need what I need in this season is not firmness what I need is gentleness that's what I need And so I had this moment where I was like, leave. This space is not for you. And I could feel this judgment within myself. Maybe you've been in this situation before where like someone reacts to you in a certain way and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be friends with this person. But then you stick around or you walk into a room and you're like, the energy just feels off. I don't want to be here, but you stay. Right? It's like, why do, why do we do these things to ourselves? We, we stick in, around in careers. We stick around in relationships. We stick around in friendships. When, when that's not a container that's supportive for you, why do you stay? What part of you is trying to stay? And so I had that reflection. I laid down on my mat and I asked myself, what part of me is wanting to stay? And it's the part of me that says, just tough it out. The part of me that says, you're being too sensitive. The part of me that says, you got to take it. The part of me that says, you don't want to make him uncomfortable. The part of me that says, you don't want to upset him. And so I, I looked at this and I was like, this is not, these are not aligned reasons. And so I picked up my things and I walked out and I let the guardians in the back of the room know. I said, this is what happened and I, I'm going to leave. This doesn't feel right for me. And that was the first time in my entire history of medicine work where I actually listened to the no and I had 
never done that before. I've walked into spaces with certain facilitators where I was like, I don't feel aligned to receive. I've booked ayahuasca experiences where weeks later I felt, you know what, I shouldn't be sitting. And I never listened. And those situations were always really, really hard and unnecessarily exhausting and difficult because I was pushing myself to do something that actually wasn't in alignment for me. We see this all the time. We see this in relationships. We see this in business. We see this in in trying to embody certain lifestyle characteristics like going to the gym every day and eating vegan and blah, blah, blah. And we put all this pressure on ourselves to do certain things that actually just are not in alignment because they're too forced. They're too efforted. They're They're maybe not at the same resonated frequency that you need in your life. But we oftentimes doubt ourselves. When we feel off, we think that it's something wrong about us because when we grew up, we were taught that when we felt off, we just had to push through. So again, here's my lesson. So I laid down on my mat, I collected my thoughts, I knew it was time to leave, I walked out and I'm so happy I did because the next day the stories I heard about what happened in the room, I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) I definitely made the right choice for me to not be a part of that scenario. And that's not to say that the container was wrong or improperly held or that the facilitator was not someone who should be facilitating. It was just that I recognized for me what I needed. And that was an incredibly healing moment to to allow my body to be listened to. And I think that's something I want to invite all of you guys to do. It's like you're going to have experiences where your nervous system is doing something that you need to pay attention to. And sometimes paying attention to what's happening in the nervous system is about regulating it and being like, okay, sweetie, you're safe. You're, it's okay. Don't worry. I got you. Ba, ba, ba. Right? Like sometimes that's what it's really about. And other times it's about, oh, I need to, I need to listen. <laughs> right? Like I need, to, I need to listen. Right? Something's actually not in alignment here. So that was just, that was a really cool study. It was really so beautiful. And then I had, on my my last night of medicine work, I just had the most beautiful healing around my heart. It was just unreal where like before the medicine even hit, I was in this place of feeling and seeing the visions and I could see my whole spiritual team around me, all shapes and sizes and different types of guides all there and doing work on my heart and giving me surgery to restore my heart, to restore my embodiment in my heart because when you're in that place of like achievement productivity accomplishment you're spending so much time in your mind and you're not spending enough time in your body and that can be often a coping mechanism to avoid the feelings that you have right feeling is felt in the body that's where you feel it you don't feel feelings in your mind you feel feelings in your body so if you're always in your mind, you're cutting off this uh, this tie and this awareness to what you are actually having going on in your nervous system. And so that ceremony, I had a really beautiful doctoring, like the 
the facilitators all did this these healing circles where you got to come and sit up and receive healing individually and they did all this deep work on my heart and I was just crying and crying and crying for all of this pressure that I have been placing on myself for so many years my whole life pressure 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 and I just felt like I could really let it go and just really be in my truest essence of presence to remove pressure to remove the narrative of having to do everything for everybody else to allow myself to listen to myself to do what's right is all about coming home to my body to be present in my heart to be present in my nervous system to feel what I need to feel that's embodiment that's healing when we get out of the head and into the heart so that was a really really beautiful experience and my biggest takeaways you know when I really reflect on this are number one um you know I really need to create more space for peace and slow and steady I think we all do really get wrapped up in that go 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 get it done achieve 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 I also think that learning how to listen to what your body's telling you is one of the greatest greatest things and I can see now how deeply connected that study is to the intention I had to rest and be present you know when I came here I was carrying all this pressure and all this worry and all this concern about all these areas in my life and then going through that experience where I could really unpack all of that and just be with myself I realize now that I'm not responsible for holding all of those things it's not my job It's not my job to hold worry. It's not my job to hold somebody else's judgments or concerns or ego. It's not my responsibility to be something for other people when I authentically need to be something else. It's not my job to say yes to everything that I want to say no to. It's not my job to give to everybody else before I give to myself. And when I think back to this kind of original intention for me of like rest and coming back into my heart, these were all the lessons that I needed to learn. And I'm so grateful. So grateful. So overall, this was an incredible experience. And I'm so grateful to have shared the lessons with you. I hope these lessons stick with you. I hope they touch your heart. And I want you to know that Um, you have full permission to listen to yourself at all times and you have full permission to rest when you need to rest and to not put so much pressure on yourself and to just be present so with that I am going to go do the same I hope you have a beautiful day thank you so much for being here I love you and I'm sure I'll see you on another episode Take care, have a beautiful day, and uh, stick around for the Journey of the Heal program. For more info on that, you can go to laurenoflove.com, and I'll see you soon.